You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. I started two different podcasts and cut them both halfway through. And then I went on to this one. The reason I did was because they sounded a little bit boring to me. And now if you're into trading, if you're learning to trade, if you enjoy what I've been saying in the prior podcast, it's not boring to you. But for somebody new, it's probably kind of boring. But then again, I'm not doing murder mysteries. I'm talking about trading. And good trading is supposed to be boring. As a matter of fact, if you're ever listening to somebody talking about the market or about a trading secret, whatever it is, and you sound or he sounds really excited, turn and run away as fast as you can. There is no secret strategy. There is no magical potion. There is no fantastic technical indicator. There is nothing like that. What there is is just a good understanding of charts and learning an occupation like you would learn to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything else. Charts speak to you very clearly. They give you very high odds. Very few people ever understand how to read them properly. As a matter of fact, I don't know of a lot of people that can even teach it properly. This podcast is about cookie cutter patterns. And in case you're wondering, I'm going to ridicule anyone who thinks that they are worth anything at all. Cookie cutter patterns are something you should avoid and not even bother to learn. If you are newer, you may not know what that means. I think the term cookie cutter pattern is used throughout many industries. Maybe I invented it for trading. I don't think so. But I'm referring to all those patterns that maybe you heard of if you have been dipping your toe in the water in the trading arena. Things like head and shoulders patterns, cup and handle patterns, ascending triangles, descending triangles, rescending triangles, whatever they are, double tops and bottoms, pennants, flags. All of these terms are really just an attempt to take something not complicated, but something that does demand some knowledge and to dumb it down to a level that's embarrassing to the average person. Certainly, you can look back at any chart that went higher or went lower and identify things in the past that happened and call them whatever you want. But what I always say is when you're trading is that everything is always clear after the fact. When you get up in your helicopter and look down at the forest, you clearly see the shape of the forest. But when you're in it in the middle, in the thick of it, and you're going from tree to tree, things are not always as clear. And that's when you have to be a good technical reader. You will never make money from a head and shoulders pattern. Sure, you can show me where they work sometimes. I'll also show you five to one where they don't work. But even when they work, you can't get a good entry. You can't get what I call a confirmed entry. You don't end up with a good reward to risk for the low odds trade that you're taking. And most importantly, all of these patterns refer to one group of charts, to one specific formation on one time frame. And the most important part of trading, the very most important part of trading, is getting that coalescence of four different time frames that come together. To see something happening on a daily chart, for example, if you're swing trading, and to say, wow, what a great setup. To be taking a long setup in the midst of a bearish weekly pattern, just for a very simple example, you'll get nailed every time. And yet that pattern said it should have worked. What's way more important than the individual pattern is where it's happening in the bigger picture of things. People get all hung up on whether the triangle is ascending or descending or symmetrical or asymmetrical or isosceles or whatever other geometric terms you want to come up with. And none of that matters. Sometimes it makes a small difference. But what really makes a big difference is where is that happening in the bigger picture of things? Where is that intersection of time frames? Where is that moment in time that perhaps can start the next nice move up or down? 
If you look at the slide notes, you will see some examples of some of the very simple ones that you hear, and there'll be more complicated ones that you'll hear about as well. And they all show great examples of how these things worked, but they're all just after the fact examples. I'm looking at the note slide, and if you look at the second one down, it's called symmetrical triangle. The entry that they show there is perhaps the entry of a complete idiot trading. Now, don't get me wrong, if you listen to me, I use that term a lot, I'm an idiot sometimes, but anybody that tells you that's how you make money doesn't have a clue what they're talking about. You never make money doing that. Most of those entries to most of those charts you see are completely ridiculous. They only look like they work because you're looking at them after the fact. If some big move happens, and you go back on the chart and find where it started, you can find or make up some kind of strategy that said, oh, that would have worked this time. But that's not the question. The question is, what did you use to identify that? And if I take your information, if I take that strategy that you tell me works, and I apply it every time I see that happen on a chart, what are the results? That's what we care about. And you'll find that things like this are never going to work. There's a term I use sometimes when I'm teaching people, it's called the Holy Grail. and you know, the implication of the Holy Grail in other realms. But in trading, what that means is that traders oftentimes don't want to do the work. They don't want to learn what there is to learn. So after trying for a while and failing, they go for the shortcut. They go for the easy score. They go for the technical indicator or the magic piece of software, or sometimes it's the cookie cutter patterns. They simply think, well, I don't need to learn technical analysis. All I have to do is find this double top or find this head and shoulders pattern and it'll work. And if you ever tried that, you would find you would get discouraged very quickly. And what aggravates me about that more than anything is that people then feel that they tried technical analysis. I hear this a lot. I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people who've been failing. These are people who are coming to me from other training organizations or people that have never tried to be trained at all. They're just goofing around in the market. And they feel that they've tried technical analysis and it doesn't work. And they show me trades that they've taken. And they show me that they took this triangle or they showed me they played a double bottom. And it's embarrassing because I feel bad for people who do this and walk away thinking technical analysis doesn't work because they never learned technical analysis. They didn't come close to learning technical analysis. If you want a good example of other cookie cutter patterns, just go onto Google and simply ask for trading patterns in technical analysis that make money or something similar to that, and you'll find all that you'd want to know. I recently ran across some articles that are out there and they were presented to me and they actually were articles where you're able to add your input. These articles were actually generated by AI and they were giving definitions of how to use technical terms and what some of the technical terms mean, such as the first one I commented on was support. What was written down it is AI, and AI is very careful. They don't say anything wrong technically, but the information they give, the definition they give, is not only woefully incomplete, but it is never anything that you can make money from. I commented on a couple of these articles, and I'm going to continue to because I found that there is a whole realm of them out there about defining different technical terms, and most all of these are just terribly wrong. They actually will have traders trading the wrong direction, the wrong way, the wrong time, because it's not a complete understanding of what's going on. So many people just have the wrong idea of what trading is, what investing is, how you use technical analysis. And I wanna to explain to you why you need a good overview of everything that happens on a chart. And if you listen to one of my earlier podcasts, it was about making things simple, keeping things simple. And I explained that first you have to make things complicated in order to make them simple. 
I have many, many topics that I'd like to continue to bring to you through these podcasts. And I would also appreciate if you have any specific topics you'd like me to touch on, feel free to email me. My email is paul, P-A-U-L, at disciplinetradingstrategies.com. If that's a mouthful, you can see it on the slide notes. I know those slide notes are posted at missionmatters.com. I'm not sure if they transfer all out to iPod or to Spotify, but take a look at Mission Matters if you want to see the slide notes for any of these podcasts that I do. But as a podcast, I want to keep these fairly entertaining and useful and talk about topics that can get you pointed in the right direction and things you should not be doing. What is not a purpose of this podcast is to try to teach the actual technical analysis. And the reason for that is simple. It takes a while. My class is a three full day class. And on on top of that, there's also a home study that goes along with it. And it's just simply a detailed understanding of how charts work across multiple timeframes. I mentioned that because you may be wondering if I keep saying what we don't do, such as looking at cookie cutter patterns, what do we do? And what we do do is we learn properly what technical analysis is and how to read a chart. So I don't want to belabor that, but it is one of the topics that I get asked sometimes is, well, what should we be doing? And that is what you should be doing. Now, whether you want to try to learn for yourself, have somebody show you, that's up to you. But there is one way to make money in the markets for 99.99% of the people, and that is through technical analysis. That is the bottom line summary of what is happening on any particular stock or the market or any Forex pair, whatever's going on. Let me get back on topic, conclude here with one more comment about the cookie cutter patterns that is the topic of this particular podcast. I mentioned when I was discussing the cookie cutter patterns that anything after the fact seems to work because you can go back and find the area and find the setup, whatever you think it was. The question is, at the moment, can you identify what you're looking at and what actually works or doesn't work? And it brings up another comment to me that is very close to the cookie cutter pattern thing. And that is this concept of back testing. Backtesting random strategies does not work, period. There are several places out there that offer backtesting where you can put in a strategy and then backtest it going back however far. It sounds like the greatest thing in the world. The problem is this, is that any backtesting such as that is 100% objective. It's all a strategy you would come up with saying, I'm going to go long over the high of the last 22 bars and put a stop under the low of the last 44 bars and go for a target that's 1.5 times my stop. It's a mathematical thing that you would program in. And the problem is that that will never work. There's never going to be a purely objective formula that will work, and that's been proven many times. There is no black box concept of trading that works. There's not going to be. And that's why backtesting of a mathematical strategy will never, ever work for you. You can find something you think works, but when you project in the future, it's not going to work. There is a concept of backtesting, though, that really is important. And it's one of the key secrets to trading and to becoming a better trader. And that is, quote unquote, backtesting what you actually do. In other words, not a mathematical formula. There's always some subjectivity involved. When we come to the market first time as traders, newbies, we are usually 100% subjective. That stock can't go higher. Its stock can't go lower. Boy, that was good news. It ought to go higher. And what we have to learn to do is become as objective as possible. But there's a line. There's a line that's drawn that says that you cannot become more objective because there's always some subjectivity that's going to be involved. That's the art of trading. That's one person versus another, so to speak. As a matter of fact, this is actually a great topic for the next podcast I do, objective versus subjective. But to continue here, what you then want to do is the actual trades that you take, 
based on your objective plan and based on your subjectivity and applying it is to backtest what you did and look at various different things you could have done differently in terms of how you could have entered, how you could have managed, how you could have stopped it out, how you could have taken targets. And that's the backtesting that makes money for you because that is testing what you actually do based on your trading experience and the plan that you currently have. Though it may not sound like it, that is one of the most important tips that you could ever hear in trading. As always, if you like this, subscribe to the podcast. This is Paul from Discipline Trading Strategies with a series of podcasts, what actually matters in trading and investing. Until next time, good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.